you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I'd like to welcome everyone tonight. If you are a guest tonight, we are so glad to have you. Glad to have you here on this Pentecost Sunday. Thank you for taking the time to be with us this evening. If you're joining us somewhere online, we welcome you as a part of this service tonight as well. I am not going to preach very long tonight, but I do believe I have something from the Lord to say to somebody tonight. So if you would join me, 2 Kings chapter 2, starting with verse number 6. 2 Kings 2 and verse number 6, it says, And Elijah said unto him, the him he's talking about is Elisha, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle, that was a piece of clothing he was wearing, he took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. Skipping down to verse number 11, it says, And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, There appeared a chariot of fire and horse of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him And went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And smote the waters and said. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also. And when he. Also, when he had done what Elijah had done, he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. At first, Elisha comes to the waters with Elijah, and Elijah smokes the waters, and they roll back. But now, Elisha comes by himself, With Elijah's mantle and he says, Where is the God? Elijah. I want to preach to you for just a few moments here tonight. It still works. It still works. God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the privilege of being in your presence. I thank you for every individual here tonight. And God, we have come tonight not to go through the motions of a religious activity, but we have come to experience your power and your presence. 
And I pray, God, that in the remainder of this service, more than you have already done, that you would make yourself known in an undeniably real way, God, that you would manifest today, you would manifest in this service tonight what was manifested on the day of Pentecost 2,000 plus years ago. That we would experience in this place tonight the very same thing that they experienced on the day of Pentecost. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I would imagine there was a moment of nervousness and perhaps hesitation for Elisha as he now stood at the waters that he and Elijah had just previously stood at because it's one thing to see God do something for and through someone else. Most people don't have trouble believing that God can do anything. In fact, I think most of you here tonight probably believe that God can do anything. Our problem is not believing that God can do anything. Our problem is, will God do anything for me? I believe God will do something for you. I believe God will answer your prayer, but will God answer my prayer? So Elisha stands there at the same waters and he pulls back that mantle and he says, where is the God of Elijah? I just kind of imagine at that moment his heart rate was kind of going crazy. Pulse was pounding in this moment of truth to find out, is the God of Elijah my God? The Bible says that he smoked those waters, and when he smoked those waters, just like they had done for Elijah, they did for Elisha, and the waters parted hither and thither. Don't you love the King James? I've come to declare to you tonight for a few moments, and then somebody is going to experience it. More than somebody, but it'll be up to you. I've come to declare tonight... That what is in this book still works. It still works. It's been a couple of months ago now. I was at the church parsonage, which is where my parents live. If you're a guest tonight, my parents are the founders of this church, 1970. And I was at the church parsonage. In the basement of that parsonage is an area that gets used for various ministries, youth, young adults. Various things have taken place there. And, 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 and at the conclusion, I forget what I was there for, but at the conclusion of it, I went into the closet and uh, trying to do my... My duty to clean up. And I found this. I, I found this. And suddenly, I flashed back to my teen years. As a teenager, I did my time with this. This vacuum right here. 
I was shocked not only to find that my mother had it, but I was also very surprised. I'll help save you some time for tomorrow, Brother Gross. I was surprised to find out it looks kind of old-fashioned. Doesn't look like the vacuum I got in my house now. Probably early 80s, I would think. I know some of you got older stuff than that. But I found out it still works. How many of you got some old appliances? 20, 30, maybe. Anybody got one that still works? How many of you got some old power tools or some old electronics that are out of date, out of style, but they still work? Yeah, I was impressed to find out that the old Electrolux still worked. I was quite surprised to see it in that closet because I I expected to see an auric. That's what my mom has on the main level. I, I figured there was going to be an auric in there. But I found the old Electrolux and found out that it still works. However, most of those appliances or electronics or power tools that you have that are antiques that still work do not work as good as some of the latest. I know some of you probably got that rare thing that it still runs better than anything today. I know some of you got one. Whatever it is. But the... the, Technology, electronics, appliances approve, improve, supposedly. And I've come to tell you tonight, not only does it still work, it doesn't just still work, but it works as good today. As it ever has for all of time. It has not diminished one bit in its power and its ability. It's not any less able to do today than what it did 2,000 or 2,000 plus years ago. And the reason is, is because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I I pause for a moment to all of our guests, especially if you are in the first, if this is your first time in a Pentecostal service, just look at the screen every now and then and it'll explain what we're doing. You've come tonight to experience Pentecost. I don't know what we're, what you're used to. I'm not sure what you're familiar with, but we do things maybe a little bit different than that, or at least hopefully we do. Old song says, I went to a meeting one night and my heart wasn't right, but something, something, something got a hold of me. 
The prophet Joel said in Joel chapter 2 and verse number 32, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. In Acts 2 and 21, Peter repeats Joel's prophecy and reminds them on the day of Pentecost, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I've come to tell you tonight, just like they did on the day of Pentecost in 2017, you and I can call on the name of the Lord and we can be saved. People are disillusioned with church. People are disillusioned with religion. Church attendance is dropping and declining in this country and all other countries around the world. The problem's not God. The problem's church. Church may be broke, but excuse the grammar, God ain't broke. Church may not be working right, but God still works. It's just a matter of giving Him the opportunity and connecting by faith to reach out and realize it still works. Here's one reason why I know it still works. Because on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 39, Peter made this declaration under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. That's those that were there that day. And to your children. And to those that are afar off. But then he adds this last part. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That right there just covers all of it. It got those there that day. It got their grandchildren and a few others. But Peter went on to say, For as long as there will be time, this is still going to work. Listen to what Jesus said, Mark 16 and verse 17. What a beautiful song. Great song, the songs tonight sung. Great, wonderful songs. And the one about the name of Jesus. Oh, there is no other name. There is no other name like that name. There's some names I could get you to call right now. That when you call that name, nothing is going to happen. Don't mean to be offensive. Don't want to be inoffensive to anybody tonight. But you could call on Buddha tonight. Nothing's going to happen. You could call on Muhammad tonight. And nothing's going to happen. You can call on whatever other God you want to call on and nothing's going to happen. But I've experienced it all of my life and it's here again tonight. 
The wise man said it like this in Proverbs. The name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are saved. So when you call the name of Jesus, it's different than any other name because when you call that name, something is going to happen. Mark 16 and 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. There are Christian groups that will tell you today that miracles are not for us anymore. Then I guess there's no believers anymore. Because Jesus said if there's believers, signs ought to follow. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I believe somebody's going to leave this service tonight having been healed by the power of the Holy Ghost because it still works. Acts chapter 4. I'm just trying to give you a little sampling here. Acts chapter number 4. I forget where it was, but I was... Actually, I think it was in the Glen Burnie service last night, I believe. Actually, that's where it was. This lady was her first time there last night, and she said a little while back she went to the pastor of the church she attended in that time, and she said, what can you tell me about the day of Pentecost? And his response was, she said, I thought something's not quite right. Everybody's all right with the Gospels. And then they want to jump to Romans. A few other places. Some folks, I think their New Testament Bible goes like this. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans. Because there's too much stuff in Acts. You know, we can talk about God so loving the world and we can talk about calling on His name and we can talk about all this stuff, but we just, we just need to glue acts together. Cause we, we can't explain all of that and that is history. If you look through your Bible, if you look through the New Testament, if I'm not mistaken, every book, I believe all of the epistles, if I'm not mistaken, all end with a single word, and that is the word, amen. That word means it is so, let it be so. That word's also kind of like a period. But if you read the book of Acts, when you get to the last chapter and the last verse of the book of Acts, you find no amen. There is no period 
to the book of Acts. Because the book of Acts here is only the beginning. It was only the launching point. You and I in 2017 are still a part of the book of Acts because as long as there's a church, the book of Acts is still being written. Acts 4, 7, when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you, unto you all, And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, you crucified, but God raised him. Even by him doth this man stand before you whole. Acts chapter 16, verse number 25, and at midnight... Kind of sounds like the song we just sang right before I preached. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. What you may not know is the first couple of the verses before this tell us that Paul and Silas are locked up in jail. They are in stocks and bonds. They are bound hand and feet but the bible says they begin to pray and sing and the prisoners heard them and suddenly and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. I realize that you are sitting here tonight and therefore you are not physically locked up. But sitting under the sound of my voice tonight are people who are just as bound up in your life as Peter and, excuse me, as Paul and Silas was physically in their lives. And I've come to tell you tonight, the same power that was able to set Paul and Silas free from a natural prison is the same power that can set somebody free tonight from an emotional prison, from a prison prison of addiction from a prison of your past because what worked for Paul and Silas still works back to Acts chapter 2 Acts 2 is the day of Pentecost it's the events that took place on that very significant day of the church And so in the middle of all of that, Peter is responding to them in verse number 14. He says, the scripture says, But Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, 
Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken unto my words. These are not drunken as you suppose. Make sure you notice what Peter says, please. His response was not, these men are not drunk. He didn't deny the accusation that they were drunk. He wasn't refuting their accusation that they were acting like they were drunk. He was simply saying, they aren't drunk the way you suppose. Since it's only the third hour of the day. And then he says this in verse 16. This, this is, this is that. This isn't a replica of that. This isn't a duplication of that. This isn't an imitation of that. This is that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. There's a lot of things in our world today that look like that, but they aren't that. They're not what they were. There's some folks here tonight that you are of an age, you will say of some things, maybe of most things, they just don't make it like they used to. That even with all the technology improvements and whatever, they, they just don't make some things the way they used to make them. They aren't quite as reliable, dependable. We, 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 we used to fix stuff when it broke. Nowadays, when something breaks, you just buy a new one because it's cheaper to get a new one than it is to fix the old. But Peter said, this is, this is that. I don't think I can really get across to you tonight what I, what, what this, what I feel in here from that. Because in 2017, I will stand here tonight and boldly, confidently tell you, Peter said on the day of Pentecost, this is that with regards to what Joel said. But I will tell you tonight that this, 2,000 years later, is still that. It is still that. Because that is really not a what. That is really a who. And as I have already said, the who is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. 
the point of tonight is not to just tell you this is that. It's not just to tell you this is that. If you're a guest tonight up here, this is a replica of the ark, or excuse me, the altar in the tabernacle, and over there is a replica of the ark that was in the tabernacle. And, and over here on this altar, there's some things, there's some, there's some crutches. There's a bag of empty medication. There's a, there's a pillow here. There's a, there's a piece of a car from an accident. These are a testimony that this is that. And this still works. Don't misunderstand what I'm preaching. I'm not preaching tonight religion still works. I'm not declaring to you tonight religion still works. I'm declaring to you that that name that is up there, that that name still works. If you walked in here and you're sick tonight, this still works. If you've come in here tonight and you've got a broken heart, it still works. If you're sitting here tonight and you are bound by addiction, it still works. It still works. One of the reasons I can say that is because most of the folks that are standing right now are standing because of the very fact they can testify themselves. I heard about it, but now I have experienced it. And what somebody told me still works, I now know still works. I want you to stand if you would, please. Asking those of you... Altar workers to come get in place, please. The desire today, I say this at this moment to all of our guests, the desire this evening, if you're a guest, it's not to try to get you to join our church. Our goal tonight is not to get you to become a member. Obviously, if you would choose to join us as your place of worship, we would love to have you and welcome you. But that's not our goal tonight. The reason we're here and the purpose of this service tonight is to get every person that has any interest in experiencing what God can do. Can you all move over and kind of fill in here, please? giving every person that has any degree of an interest in experiencing that it still works, giving you that opportunity. Because I, I do not have the ability tonight. I, I, if, I, if I tried as hard as I could, if I, 
if I got my computer out and could look up synonyms and definitions and all of that, I do not have the ability in myself to communicate to you tonight how much God wants you to experience Him. You see, I know there's people standing here right now that you have a desire. You, you want to know, you know what, preacher, is it really real? Is it really true? Can God really do what you're saying? And, and I know there's some of you right now that you have that desire. But whatever your desire is toward God, can I tell you that God's desire towards you is so far beyond that He is way more desirous for you to experience Him than you are desiring to experience Him. So, if you're here tonight, I read the verse, if you call on the name of the Lord, you can be saved. God is still saving lives, saving souls. If you're here tonight, if you're in this place tonight and you are bound by an addiction, if you're bound by alcohol, if you're bound by drugs, if you're bound by prescription medication, if you have an addiction to pornography, I am telling you that God has the power to completely set you free tonight. I mean to absolutely break every chain of bondage and addiction tonight. Right now. So I, I, I've asked these folks to come because they're here to help. If you're here tonight, I see a few that I see already kind of making their way down here. If you're in this place tonight and you've got a hunger and desire, that you know what, preacher, if it really still works, you know what? I got no problem if you want to say, if it still works, I'd like for God to prove it. If you want to do a little dare, God, I dare you. I dare you to prove tonight to me that it still works. You know what? He is more than open and ready for your challenge. I want you to do this if you would. Just, just bow your head, close your eyes. If you're in this place right now, whether you're a guest or you come regularly or you've come multiple times, but you acknowledge tonight, you know what, Brother Wright, Pastor Wright, there's, I need some more. I need something else. I need something I've never had before. And if it still works, I need that tonight. If that's you, I'm asking you to step out of your seat right now. Make your way down to this area. These folks that are up here in just a moment are going to begin to pray with you. And God is going to begin to touch you. I don't care what the need is you have tonight. If you've never experienced what they experienced on the day of Pentecost, I, I didn't really get into it a whole lot of detail, I realize, but on the day of Pentecost when God poured out His Spirit, the Bible says they spoke in other tongues when God poured His Spirit out. You can have that experience tonight. So whatever it is, if you're here tonight and you need healing in your body, again, whether you're a guest 
or you come regularly, if you're here tonight and you need healing, I'm inviting you to step out of your seat right now and step down to the front of this sanctuary because God is about to prove to some people tonight that it still works. Come on, there's some that are coming, but I know there's more of you. Come on, I'm going to say it again. I'm not asking you right now to join a church. I'm not inviting you to come to commit to a church. I'm inviting you to come and experience that it still works. If you're in this place tonight and maybe you need a, you need a refreshing and a renewing in your life. Maybe you've experienced at some point that God's power works, but you would acknowledge that I need something fresh and new tonight. Would you step out of your seat right now and step down to this front area and let God refresh and renew you tonight? Church, would you be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now. The Spirit of God is in this place. He's been here all night long. And He's here. He's here to demonstrate to people individually tonight that it still works. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same yesterday today and forever there's some broken hearts in this place tonight that God wants to show you it still works he still has the power to heal the brokenhearted. He still has the power to heal those that have been wounded by circumstances and situations in life. He's not just the healer of the physical man. He's not just the healer of the physical man, but he can heal the inner man as well. He can heal your heart. He can heal your mind. There's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. To break every chain. Come on, why don't you let him break your chains tonight? If you're here tonight and you're battling depression, he's got the power. To break the chains of your depression. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, to break. There's power to break any and every chain. There's power to break any and every chain. To break every chain. Break every chain. There's no bondage that's too strong for his power to break. 
There's no problem too big that he can't solve it. Oh, yes. There is power. There is power. Break every chain. It will break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Maybe there's somebody standing by you. Maybe you're still in your seat, but there's somebody nearby. Maybe they haven't come, but they need God to do something for them. Why don't you let the Lord use you right now? There's power to heal. There's power to save. There's power to deliver. There's power to restore. There's power to renew. Break every chain. 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 He can break every chain. Hallelujah. Oh, no. 
Come on, this is that in this sanctuary right now. This is the same thing that was on the day of Pentecost in this sanctuary right now. Every chain, every chain, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You can break every chain. You can break every chain. Oh, hallelujah. Yaramoko Shata Yaramahaya. Yeramondo Robo Koye Yaramahaya. In the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, oh, to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain, 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 break every chain. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there is power. Oh, there is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. I know to break every chain, 
join us for some food and fellowship they are out there already so at whatever point you need or want to go you can do that again God's not done yet come on there's there's things that are still happening in this sanctuary there's lives that are still being touched by the power of God in this place people are being healed people are being delivered We've had at least three people Break receive the baptism chain. of the Holy Ghost tonight. Break every chain. I'm thankful Break for that, but I believe Break that's also only a part chain. of all of other things that Break God has done. Chain. We've got two Break people about to get chain. baptized tonight. Break We're thankful for that, chain. but again, there's other things God's doing in this place tonight. Hallelujah! 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 